0: The third commandment is a commandment we often overlook. Oftentimes many Christians use the name God. Oh my, when we say God. When we're angry, when we're upset, when we're surprised, we just say his name uselessly. Be careful that we not take God's name in vain. What's in a name? When my parents were deciding on the name to name me, deciding on what my name would be before I was born. Uh, They actually did not consult the dictionary. They didn't care to see what my name meant. Fortunately, it turned out to be a great meaning. Timothy means honoring God. My second, uh, Brett, the next kid in line, my brother, his name means gifted. So they got that one wrong. But if you know my brother, Brett, he actually is quite gifted. What's in the name? When you're... Contemplating and thinking of a name and its meaning, some to some people it really does have great significance, and in many cases, it does. As we begin this morning, we're going to play just a quick, small game. It's not really a game, but how it works is I'm going to say the name of somebody, just one name, and you, in your mind, maybe uh, we're all broken up into group, family groups here, amongst yourselves, you could. Whisper to each other the first thing that comes to your mind when I say a name. Could be an adjective, could be another name. First thing that comes to your mind. If you're watching at home with your family, you don't have to whisper. I guess you could be louder at home. But you can play along just a couple of names here just as we get started this morning. First name here, Hitler. (laughs) Ish. That was the first word I thought of. Oof. (laughs) It's the only adjective I could think of. Okay, maybe we'll move on from that one, okay? How about uh, Trump? Maybe leave those comments to yourself as well. Hitler, Trump. How about uh, Dennis? It, it just happened that Dennis Almonia was here. I, I had it written down. Maybe you're thinking Dennis the Menace. I don't think that relates to you. How about Jezebel? I, I actually, I I was I was on where what I was somewhere. And I heard somebody say that was their name. And I had asked them if they had gone to church or were a Christian. And they said they didn't go to church and they weren't a Christian. Otherwise, the name Jezebel, as a Christian, you'd never name your child that. How about this name? Jordan. Jordan. Interesting. Jordan. I don't know what's the first thing that comes to your minds. But for a lot of people, it may be Michael Jordan. Or maybe the first thing that came to your mind was Nike Or something like that. It's interesting, Jordan is the 82nd most popular first name in in America from last year. 82nd most popular name. Yeah, of all the thousands and hundreds of thousands of people named Jordan, there's only one Jordan that comes to a lot of our minds. Interesting how a name, what a name could make for itself. How about this name, Osama? I'll move on. David. There's a lot of Davids out there. David. Maybe you're thinking, Pastor White might think of his son, David. I don't know, were you thinking of your son, David? All right. <laughs> I wasn't, so if he's a little watching, I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking of David White. When I think of David, first name I think of is King David. He lived thousands and thousands of years ago, but the impact he makes on us today is still prevalent. How about Napoleon? Maybe you're thinking of Bonaparte. Or maybe you're thinking of dynamite. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, forget about it. How about the name White? Whites? I can't, I can't think of a name. I can't think of who I can think of for that. Maybe you're thinking of color. But obviously if you know somebody whose last name is White, that would come to your name. How about the name Muhammad? Muhammad is the most popular name in the world. Over 150 million people claim this name. And it all has to do with their tie with the religion of, uh, of Islam, but, or the people of Islam. Uh, there's different variations of its spelling, but if you take the E and the A and you put, make, make it the same word, it's the most popular name. Second most popular name in the world. I did not know this. As of 2020, second most popular first name in the world is, you'll never guess. You want to try to guess? Okay, it's probably wise. I think you get it wrong. Maybe you get it right. The name is Maria. Really? Maria. I do know of quite a few Maria's now that I, now that I, I hear it. most of this popul- most of the name comes from South America. Brazil holds the highest. Italy is up there as well. But Maria, over 61 million people. That's a lot. How about the name Leonardo? Leonardo. There's some uh, famous people, Da Vinci, right? There's also a, a ninja turtle, if you know what that is. How about the name Paul? Paul. We have a Paul in our church. What about the Apostle Paul? As a Christian, that would probably be the first thing that comes to your mind. How about the name Luther? A couple of famous Luthers. It's also... uh, How about the name Manny? If you're Filipino, Manny might come to name. And of course, if I were to say the name God, What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Different names of God, Elohim. When you think of God, to a Christian, the name God should strike holiness, should strike respect, reverence in your heart. Just hearing the name God is just not what it used to be. The name God, back when God was prevalent in people's hearts and lives, when he was ruler of of the world and and the majority of people looked up to God when you heard the name God it caused trembling, respect but today the name God is just thrown around on the ground it's kicked in the dirt, it's thrown under the bus two weeks ago we started a little mini-series on these Ten Commandments, we looked at the first commandment, the first commandment is about who we should worship thou shalt have no other gods before me then last week, we looked at the second commandment, which is how we should worship. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image of any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, the earth beneath, or the waters under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity upon the third and fourth generation of them that fear him. So that was commandment number two. Today, as we conclude this little mini-series, we're going to be looking at the manner of our worship, the manner. As we come back here to Exodus chapter twenty and verse seven, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. As we begin our message this morning, if you could open up with the word, of, if we could open up with the word of prayer and ask God to speak to us. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word for Exodus. And what a miraculous event this was. Up on the mountain, Moses, the children of Israel. Moses being on the mountain, getting to hear, your, hear you speak. The people on the base of the mountain getting to hear feel the tremblings of the lightnings and the thunders and the, and the power that comes from your voice. What an amazing sight this was. But it was here many thousands of years ago where Moses was able to hear for the first time this commandment. And Lord, help us today as we finish, as we conclude this mini-series, but help us after this message is finished to have a greater reverence for your holy name because it is holy and you are worthy. So Lord, speak to us this morning, we pray in your name. Amen. As we began to study this verse could easily take several weeks to really totally grasp what's taking place here. And I know it's just one verse, but we're going to just generically, I guess, uh, briefly, not really generically, but briefly go over as much as we can here from this verse 7. As, it, as we begin, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. I want us to look at this first part here of the verse. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord. The name of the of the Lord. First thing I want us to look at here is the name of God. Why is this such an important commandment of all the 10 commandments, of all the sins God could have listed, this is number 3 on the list. It is all about his name. The name of God. We could spend weeks just talking about the name of God. And there are multiple different names of God. Brother Randall mentioned one earlier, Elohim we're not going to look at the names of God today. That's a, that's a topic for another time. But we do know the name of God is holy. It's holy. Holiness, exalted or worthy of complete devotion, as one perfect in goodness and righteousness. The name of God is indeed holy. Isaiah chapter 57 in verse 15. The Bible says, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity. Whose name is holy I dwell in the high and holy place, and with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite one. Isaiah was uplifting the name of God and wanting Israel to realize its holiness. Luke chapter one, and verse 48. The Bible says, For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. This is Mary speaking. She's giving praise to God. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name. And that hallowed is a symbol of holiness, to make holy, that, that holiness of God. It's seen in and out of the scriptures. And whether or not the people of Israel, the people of this world regard it, it doesn't just take away from the fact that his name is holy. God's name is certainly holy, his name is also sacred. It's sacred. Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 8. Isaiah says, I am the Lord. This is the Lord speaking. I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory will I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. God was very serious when he says, I am the Lord. Capital L-O-R-D, Lord. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory will I not give to another another. Psalms chapter 111, verse 9. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The name of the Lord is holy, sacred, but the name of the Lord also provides security. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, verse 10, the name of the Lord is a, do you know the verse? It's a strong tower the righteous runneth into it and is safe psalm chapter 20 verse 7 maybe you know this verse some trust in chariots and some in horses but we will remember the name of the lord our god the name of god itself provides security just in its name when we are scared when we don't know where to turn when there's fear in our life just the name of god itself has the power to give us security Just to be in the presence of the Lord and to say his name in a a rightful way provides security. Not many names can do that in this world. A child, when he's scared, when he's lonely, when he doesn't know where to go, when he's lost, oftentimes we'll be here in the church and we'll be on our way out to leave. And sometimes I'll turn the lights off a little early and it gets dark in here. There's no... If, especially if those doors are closed, there's no windows in this area of the room right here. When the lights go out, it's dark. And when if I'm not careful, I do it too early. Sometimes my son gets scared, and I can hear him crying. And who does he? Who's he crying for? Saying, "Daddy, Daddy, where are you?" And if he could hear my voice, if he could hear and know that I'm nearby, it brings him comfort. The name of God itself can give that comfort. Just his name. So much greater than I could possibly to my son in the dark. The name of the Lord should be praised. In Psalms 148 verse 13. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. The name of the Lord is... Not only should it be praised, and it should be praised. When we go up to God in prayer, it's important that we praise his name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for who you are, for being who you are. It's important, too, that we make sure we address the name of God when we pray, which is why you often hear us say, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, or Dear Lord, or Oh God, thank you for today we address and make sure that we're praying to God and God alone, that there is no other accidental that God knows for sure in our hearts that it is you and you alone. His name is worthy to be praised. God's name takes part in our salvation. And if there's any other great reason to respect the name of the Lord, it's this right here. In Exodus chapter 15 in verse 2, The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will prepare him in habitation. My Father's God and I will exalt him. Psalms 27.1, a Psalm of David, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's a verse to keep close to your heart. But now we move on to a different name. The name of God, but the name of God, also the name of Jesus. Which, if we we know the scriptures, Jesus is a name above all names. The name Jesus itself is a name for us to remember. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12. The Bible says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men. Whereby we must be saved. If that doesn't reference a name in itself, then I don't know what does. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There is no other name in this earth that can save you except Jesus Christ. No other name can. Other religions try to give you names. They try to give you references and they try to point you in this direction or that direction. But the only name that can save us today is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And in Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the what? Name of the Lord shall be saved. You have to call upon the name of the Lord and thou shalt be saved. You and I today, we can be saved. And I hope and pray that everybody in this room and everybody watching is saved. But I can't help but feel perhaps there might be somebody this morning who's not saved who is not called upon the name of the Lord. And I know we, a lot of people, sometimes we go out soul winning, we go out flyering, and we try to witness to people, and they say things like, oh, I pray all the time. Well, that's great. But just praying doesn't save you. Well, I go to church every Sunday. I, I, I'm, if I can't go, I watch church every Sunday. I'm, gra- I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I wish God. I wish Believers would come to church every time they could. But just going to church won't save you. Wearing a shirt and tie doesn't, doesn't come close to saving you. There is only one way through salva- to salvation. And that's through the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we look before God and... Th- And we call out on his name and say, Oh God, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Save me. If we believe on Jesus Christ, that he is the one and only true God. Salvation can be for us. If we call upon the name of the Lord. So much more that we could talk about when it comes to the name of God. But now we need to define exactly what this commandment is. So we've looked at the name of God, but let's define this commandment here. In verse number seven, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. What does that mean? I think we as Christians would understand what this means. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. It is supposed that having taken Jehovah for their God, that they would make mention of his name. This command gives a needful caution to not Mention it in vain, and this commandment is still needful today as it ever has been. To use his name in a way that is not proper. The word vain simply implies this idea of being, well, useless. Sort of using God's name in a way that's not glorifying him. Just using it in a a meaningless, useless way. And there are several implications that we can take from this. Here are some ways that we can take God's name in vain today. And one way we can take God's name in vain is by using the name of God lightly and carelessly and without regard for its, for its powerful significance. Using it in a light, careless way. Oftentimes, this can go into actual use of profanity and, and saying things. And I think that would be the obvious takeaway from this verse is to use God's name in place of perhaps a swear word or a say it as swear word would be obviously one simple way of looking at this verse. You, you can't really watch a TV show or a movie today without it happening, without somebody saying the name of God in a, name that should, in a way that shouldn't be used which really limits us to what we can and can't watch. And as a Christian, it should, it should just hurt us inside when we hear it said around us, when we hear it said, when it's being watched, when the people we hang out with use, it, use God's name in a way that it shouldn't be used. It should, be, it should make us cringe as a Christian. The name of God was so holy and so reverenced back in the day. Today, what it's become is just a byword. When we stub our toe, we say the name of God. When we're happy, sometimes we'll say the name God. But the name of God should only be used when we're worshiping God. Any other time, the name of God should be not used, should be put aside, it should be used primarily and only for worship. Or if you're using God's name to tell someone else how they can worship God. But never used in any other way. You realize that back when uh, the name God or the name Jehovah, the name Yahweh is what the name would have been used back then in the uh, Yahweh and they wouldn't even use the vowels when when pronouncing the name when, when writing the name out the name was simply written YHWH Yahweh and back when back in thousands of years ago when the name of God was first being told when it was first being explained by the Lord and when the Israelites or the Hebrews were using his name, they were fearful that even people would use his name in an incorrect way. They would take the vowels out just when writing it, just in case somebody were to have written such a holy and marvelous name in the wrong way. And there's more to it than this. And we're not going to have time to go heavily into the name and its origin. But Yahweh today translated Jehovah. It's not what it was. You realize the scribes back in the day when they were writing out, when they, were, when they would copy the, the scriptures, the Old Testament, they would make the copies of it so that others could have and read and be able to pass it down. A scribe, there was a whole system that they would have to use when they would copy one manuscript to the next. And there were occasions where if a scribe accidentally made a mistake, if it was just a, a little smudge here or a little thing there, there were some occasions where they might be able to fix it. That might be able to scrape off a little bit of the ink, and as long as it wasn't really noticeable, you can get by with it. But if any blemish was ever made when writing out a name of God, any blemish at all, it could not be fixed. You could not make a mistake on it. There could not be a smudge. There could not be a smear. There could not be an accidental. It couldn't be crooked. The letters couldn't be too close. No mistake can be made on the name of God because that's the reverence and respect they had for God. Look at our world today. The third commandment is a commandment we often overlook. Oftentimes many Christians use the name God. Oh my, and we say God. When we're angry, we're upset, when we're surprised, we just say his name uselessly. Be careful that we not take God's name in vain. Another way we could take his name in vain is by false swearing or covenant breaking. Which some would think is one of the main uh, main definitions of this commandment here. By false swearing or covenant breaking, if we make promises to God, binding our souls with these, with these promises, which is good, but we don't perform them, we take his name in vain. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 33, the Bible says, again, this is Jesus speaking, again we have heard that it hath been said of old time, thou shalt not forswear thyself, but thou shalt perform unto the Lord thine oaths. We make a promise, a vow to God. We make a vow unto God. And we don't keep that vow, that promise. We are, in a sense, taking his name in vain. We must be careful. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 12 says, And ye shall not swear by my name falsely, neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. Sometimes we'll say, Lord, I promise. Or I promise... uh, well, well, you know, I swear by the name of the Lord that I won't do this. You break that promise. <laughs> when a president of the United States is getting sworn in to presidency, they, are, they put their hand on the Bible. and that At one time, that actually meant something. At one time, if you were to swear, you were to put your hand on the Holy Word of God, that, I mean, this is not something to be broken. Today, it's just a ceremony. Today, it doesn't really mean much. How depraved our world has become just in the name of God alone. You've heard it said before, how come, how come it's God's name that gets used when we're, uh, that, it's God's name that just gets used uselessly, in vain. You know, how come when you stub your toe, you don't say someone else's name? You don't say your own name? We don't say a name that we dis- dislike, maybe a name like Hitler or Osama. How come his name isn't taken in vain? Why is the God that created this world's name get taken in vain? How did that happen? I don't think that's an accident. I think there's somebody who is doing his best to defame God's name. Somebody out there that hates God. I think the devil has played a part in this. And Christianity has just rolled right through it. Not even just Christianity, but our world in general. If we do keep God's name holy, the Bible says in Psalms chapter 24 and verse 4, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul into vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. We could also take God's name in vain just by hypocrisy. Making a profession of God's name but not living up to that profession. Those that name the name of Christ, but do not depart from iniquity as the actual commandment tells us to do so. If you could, we're almost finished here. If you could turn to Matthew chapter 15. I want to show you something. Matthew chapter 15. We're going to come back to this verse here in just a little bit. So If you want to hold your place here, but look at Matthew chapter 15. So we can take God's name in vain by using it in a careless way, by, by making a promise or a covenant unto God and breaking that covenant, making a, a covenant using the name of God. But we could also do it through a hypocritical lifestyle. Matthew chapter 15 here, and I should turn there myself. Matthew chapter 15 and verse number 7. The Bible says... Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines that the commandments of men. And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear ye, and understands. We could... Read more and more here. But the idea is this. Jesus is calling out the hypocrites. Telling us what Isaiah prophesied. That people will say they serve and worship God with their mouth. They'll proclaim the name of the Lord with their mouth. But their heart is not living that lifestyle. And they could take God's name in vain by living a, a, living a life that is in vain. It's, it's important that we understand just how important the name of God truly is. And in James chapter 1 and verse 26, if any man among you seems to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. There are many ways that we can take God's name in vain, whether it's vocally through our own lips, whether it's using God's name as a a covenant, a promise that we don't keep, or by using God's name on on the outside, worshiping him with our lips on the outside, but living a life of deceit on the inside. These are ways that you and I can take his holy name in vain. In the end of this verse here, our commandments, in Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Here's the penalty. It says here, the Lord will not hold him guiltless. Guiltless simply meaning innocent or blameless. That person will not be innocent. They cannot be considered blameless if they take the Lord's name in vain. We as Christians would look, or sinners, we would look at this and hope and pray that perhaps no harm will come of it, and that God would never call us out on this account for perhaps taking his name in vain. And to avoid this suggestion from God is of utmost stupidity, to hope and pray that we could continue to use his name in vain, or to listen to others use it, or to allow it to be said around us in life, and to assume that God will just be okay with it, he'll overlook it probably maybe not what he meant. This was an old commandment. It doesn't apply to us today. But the opposite couldn't be true. God will not hold the person innocent if he takes God's name in vain. The Lord will hold all of those accountable for their actions and their sins. Not saying today that if there ever has been a time where you used God's name in a way you shouldn't, that it's all over for you. Because we have a loving, merciful Savior. And perhaps it was done in ignorance. Perhaps it was done before we actually knew who Christ was and realized who he was. And maybe today, as I'm saying it, you're thinking in your life, there are ways in which you could, you could perfect and better how we treat God's name. Now that we know, it's time for us to change. To consider how are we using the holy name of God when we were growing up, we would, we would go out to eat. Uh, usually Tuesday nights was our go out to eat, and Sunday nights as well. Sunday night after church, we'd stop by, we'd go to In-N-Out Burger. If you've never been there before, um, just, there's still hope for you yet. But on Tuesday nights, we would go to this place called Lions, and it's kind of like a Denny's, sort of. I, I don't think it's a big chain. I think it was just a, a chain right in our, our hometown, it was like a diner. We'd go to Lions, And we'd go Tuesday nights because kids ate free under 12. And growing up, you know, most of you 10, 11, 12-year-olds, you could eat just as much as adults. So it was like getting a free adult meal. It was great. And we would go on Tuesday nights. And my dad would go here a lot. He worked uh, graveyards. So when he, he'd go to breakfast at this place a lot, too. So the managers and shift managers all knew my dad very well. My dad loved ordering the pancakes. And he would always ask for peanut butter on the pancakes. And to me, this is just common knowledge. But apparently, I'm weird. Uh, even in saying so, some of you are giving me strange looks on your faces. But putting peanut butter on your pancakes, it's, it's really how it's supposed to be done. But at Lyons, they didn't have peanut butter. So my dad would bring his own jar with him. And he left it on the table once so the waitresses would hold it on for him, hold on to it for him. So every morning when he'd come in to get breakfast, they'd bring out his peanut butter for him, and they would uh, take care of my dad. So it was a fun place. We loved to go there. But sometimes late at night, you get some rowdy people that would come. And we would be sitting at our diner, at our booth, and we're a family, you know, we're playing games or whatever, we're just having family time. And while we're waiting for our food, sometimes a, a group of people would sit right next to us, and we didn't care about that, of course. But sometimes they would be speaking loud and sometimes they would use profanities. And if it was one word or two words here and there, okay, we would just kind of let it go. But if it was constantly, if it was just every other word, some people just, it's just built in their vocabulary like that, my dad would my dad would stand up and go to the table and just very kindly say look uh, I don't even know if you realize this but I've got two kids here and I just appreciate it if you would just try to tone down the uh, the profanity and nine times out of ten people would say oh I am so sorry you know I just I grew up this way I didn't even think about it my dad was generally very nice about it but there's one kind of word that people use incorrectly and my dad if you've ever met my dad he's a very nice person he's not of he doesn't he doesn't ever I've only seen my dad get angry twice and I deserved both of them But if somebody is using God's name in an incorrect way in a in a in a in a in a, in a swearing way I guess I'll say it that way using it in a way of profanity that it it sets my dad off and my dad will always stand up and he will look and he won't yell or anything like that but it only takes one time for it to happen for my dad to stand up and say excuse me I I you probably don't even realize this but uh, we're a Christian over here and you're 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 taking God's name and you're you're profaning it and he'll give it he'll give examples to them and most of the time people are look at him like what are you who are you what are you talking about who are you most of the time, people would be okay. Sometimes people would get angry, and they wouldn't understand. What, who are you telling me what to do? And my dad would say, you know what? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave. If, if you guys want to continue talking like that, it's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll be the ones to leave. And usually, we'll move to the other side, or my dad will just say, you know what? Uh, my spirit's not right right now. Let's leave the restaurant. We'll go somewhere else tonight. And it's little stories like that that helped as i grow up in life and i realize and it helped me always remember the importance of god's name and i see it i saw it through the life of my dad cuz that is something that could not be tolerated is taking god's name in an unholy way and the, if you don't get anything from this message get this is are you taking god's name are you holding it to the highest respect level Is it the greatest name in your vocabulary? Is it the most holy thing that you can say? And is it a word that you only use when you absolutely need to, when it's only into the worship of God? Do you use God's name and yet live uh, another way? Do you use use the name of God and yet at other times do you not live for him? Are you using his name to uplift yourself but the rest of your life is living as a hypocrite's? How do we treat the name of God? And is there a way that we could honor Him even greater? Thank you for watching the message today. We invite you to join us again every Sunday and Wednesday for more inspiring messages from God's Word.